Yeah, make him faint. There you go. Faint step. Oh, there's a faint from Jake. Oh, mm. Cody. Oh, my God. Lord have mercy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Snoop, talk about Press dropping it, it like it's hot, baby. Take Holy God up. Lead me Wow, nothing funny about what's happening with Nate Robinson, but Snoop Dogg is, is singing the hymns. He's trying Good to get night, Irene. Oh, 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 Mamma mia, the problem child proving to be a big. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on crack? You're listening to the sports show. Hey, bro, you're listening to the sports desk. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. New sports desk. That's the greatest. Maybach music. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Desk. I'm your man's one more time, Deja L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists. I am in studio solo today. Black could not be here, but we will we will be calling Black in and uh, we'll be chopping it up with some topics. So um, this is going to be a shorter show, a more condensed show today. Uh, we're going to give you about a good hour today. Uh, we're going to do some rapid fire topics, things that are happening out here in the sports world. Just want to... Uh, Tell everybody who listened to uh, our Los Angeles Lakers special uh, that we dropped this past Friday. And I really appreciate that love and support. And like I said, during that show, you know, me and Black, you know, we, uh, you know, we can we can uh, we can give it. Um, we can dish it. But now it's our turn to take it. All right. So appreciate all the love and support. The fall of the Los Angeles Lakers available now. Y'all go listen uh, to that when you're done with this one. So uh, on today's show, we got a few topics, man. We're going to get into, man. And um, uh, I'm going to uh, let's see. Let's see how we're going to do this. So we're going to call Black in a second. We're going to be talking about the blockbuster trade today. Julio Jones is now a Tennessee Titan. We're going to talk about the the goof show. That's taking place to tonight, Sunday, when we're recording. It's Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather uh, fighting tonight. Uh, we're going to talk some NBA playoffs as well. Um, and that's pretty much it. Pretty much it, man. So, like I said, a shorter, more condensed show today. Like I said, Black cannot be in studio. But before we kick it off, man, I got a couple things I'm going to uh, get off my chest uh, before we get uh, those rapid sports talks underway. Uh, up first. Irvin Magic Johnson, Laker great, historically great basketball player, top five player of all time. It depends on who you're talking to. Uh, he he was he was the, the the missing piece that ignited Showtime in Los Angeles when the Lakers won in that emphatic run with 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 James Worthy and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Byron Scott. Um, just so many other uh, great players around that time. And, and Magic is a great, is a legend. He is to be respected as a basketball, uh, 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 as basketball royalty, okay? But the one thing that I will not allow Irvin Magic Johnson to do is speak the way he talks about Front office things that the Lakers have going on. As we all know, the Lakers went home in six games. 
against the Phoenix Sun this past Thursday night. And out of the, the crevices of the dark, our formal president of basketball operations shows his face and has the audacity to address the basketball world, the Laker faithful, and he says things like Dennis Schroeder, you know, he's not a Laker, he doesn't show Laker uh, championship ways, Lakers DNA, just not too sure if he could contribute to a championship in LA. Then he calls out Rob Palenka, says you have a lot of work to do, there's a, a lot of roster issues that need to be looked into. This is coming from the man who left us high and dry. Now, Irvin... When I'm referring to you in the basketball operations uh, role that you had, it's Irvin. It's not magic. Irvin, shut up. I ain't gotten over it. You're a Laker. Yes, you are through and through the most, well, one of the most celebrated Lakers of all time. Right up there with Kobe Bean Bryant. You could check me for Kobe Bryant. And this was before everything that happened to Kobe took place. You could check me for Kobe over magic. But listen. Irvin, we don't want to hear from you now. Irvin, deactivate your Twitter, deactivate your Instagram, deactivate all of the things that you use to now critique the Los Angeles Lakers. We have not forgiven you, Irvin. It is not cool to talk the way that you were talking. It's not. So, Irvin, if you just so happen to hear this, please talk about the other playoff matchups that are currently going on right now this year. Talk about those, Irvin, because the way you left us in the disgusting way that you did in a press conference on that Wednesday night when Jeannie didn't know, LeBron didn't know, and then you created one of the most famous memes of all time and the reporter asked you what's going to be going on with the Lakers for the rest of the season. And you go, <laughs> I'm not going to be around for that. That's what, that's what sticks to me, Irvin. When you abandoned ship and didn't do things the right way. So Irvin, you can tweet, but be mindful. You left us high and dry. You snuck out the back door. And as one of the supreme Laker fans and Laker, a part of the Laker nation, we don't want to hear from you, Irvin. Huh. I know. I definitely don't want to hear from you. All right, man. Moving along from that, we're going to talk um, some Coach K. Coach Mike Krzyzewski, the greatest college basketball coach of all time. Top five basketball coaches ever. Men's, women's, NBA, college, it does not matter. Coach Mike Shevsevsky is top five ever. To me, he's number two or number three. It just depends on what day of the week it is. And it's no secret that I'm a huge fan of the Duke Blue Devils. I know a lot of you out there saying, wait, 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 wait. D, I thought you were a Florida State fan. I am. I'm a Florida State football fan. Support the Florida State basketball team. But I've been a Dukie. My entire life, you can ask anybody close to me. And matter of fact, they'll make fun of me right along with you <laughs> when you ask them about it. But I want to take some time to celebrate Coach K. We all know Coach K is calling it quits. This will be his final season at Duke. It's a sad, sad day. But man, <laughs> Roy Williams just retired from the University of North Carolina about a month ago. Now Coach K is following suit. 
I mean, by God, Coach K has been at Duke probably since I've been alive. It's got to be more than over 30 years. Um, just some of Coach K's uh, uh, accolades, man. He got to Duke in 1980. Um, his overall record is 1170 wins to only 361 losses. Good God. His NCAA tournament record is 97 wins and 30 losses. He's only been to the NIT four times, four times in almost 30 years of, well, yeah, excuse me, not almost, but over 30 years. Uh, at the University of Duke, outstanding five national championships. King K is what we referred to him after that fifth ring. Twelve NCAA regionals, that means Final Fours. Fifteen ACC tournament wins. Twelve ACC regular season um, uh, championships as well. Three-time Naismith Coach of the Year. ACC Coach of the Year five times over. This man has a gold medal in USA uh, basketball. Um, just a staple in 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 basketball. Period. I mean, I think he's already in the Hall of Fame. I'm pretty sure he's already there. But uh, for the University of Duke, Coach K meant a lot. He built that program from nothing. It was dust. It was bones. It was dirt. It was rocks. It was a bunch of mess out there in Durham. When he got there and he built it to the powerhouse as it is, I mean, it's not too many other college programs in the basketball world more recognizable than the University of Duke. All of the great players who've came uh, through there, just off the top of my head, of course, you got Grant Hill, Jason Williams, just recently Zion Williamson, um, a lot of uh, 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 grit and grind players like the Plumley boys come through there, uh, uh, Chris Duhon and 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 Sean Dockery and 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 just. Uh, a laundry list, Shane Battier and Boozer and Dunleavy, just a lot of legendary players that came through the University of Duke. And Coach K has always been passionate, always been passionate, always been a great coach. You never heard any filth associated to Coach K. These play, His players loved him. They, they, they celebrated him. He, he helped uh, play a pivotal part in these young men turning into grown men when they left the program. A winner. A winner, uh, which is Coach K, uh, one of the legendary greats that he'll always be known for. I remember a long time ago um, as I was watching uh, one of these NCAA tournament runs and we was going up against the University of Maryland. And um, Coach K took in the final four, he took the starting five out because we were down almost 20 in the first half. And he put in the bench players and everyone around the world was like, what is he doing? What is Coach K doing? Well, what he did was use that moment in the final four to show his top recruited players that if you ain't got heart, you ain't going to drive. You don't deserve to be here. And that bench came in and they rallied back. They roared back in that game versus Maryland, our arch rivals. The starting five came back in and capped off and won the game. And that's one of the big moments and memories that I have from Coach K and his coaching ability. There's not too many better than Coach K in that department. So we just want to say congratulations, Coach. Job well done. I hope the Dukies somehow, some way can make this a memorable uh, final season uh, for you. You know, every stop he goes, it's going to be farewell, Coach K, farewell, Coach K. And he deserves this moment announcing that he'll be retiring uh, before season's end. Um, he deserves that. Um, every way he goes, the celebrations that he'll get, he deserves that. Again, one of the all-time greats, uh, hands down. Duke, one of the prominent programs in college basketball. It's not even close. And me being a Duke fan, 
man. I definitely appreciate you, Coach K. Going to miss you. Hope uh, that John Shire, who's going to be taking Coach K's place, he was there for Duke national champion uh, on one of those Duke King on one of those Duke teams uh, under Coach K. He's going to be taking over, and I just hope that if if twenty percent of what Coach K did at Duke sticks to John Shire, I think the Blue Devils will be just fine. One more time, Coach K, congratulations and happy retirement. All right. So there was just a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Oh, one last thing, man. How can I forget? There's a shakeup in Boston with the Boston Celtics. As we all know, the Boston Celtics went home in five games against the Brooklyn Nets. Valiant effort by Jason Tatum. He showed superstar DNA uh, as being the long offensive weapon uh, for the Celtics going up against that juggernaut of an offensive team out in Brooklyn. But right after that loss, the rumors of Danny Ainge going and going away have been going on for probably the last couple of years. And finally, it was official Danny A stepped down, and some, for whatever strange reason, Brad Stevenson was promoted to general manager of the Boston Celtics, and now they have begun the coaching uh, search to replace Brad Stevenson. Bear with me. Two points that I have to make. Danny A should have been gone. He should have been gone. Danny Ainge did more trading and more maneuvering and acquiring more draft picks than anybody I know and did nothing with him. I know he got Jason Tatum in the draft. I know that. But you had no way of knowing that Tatum was going to become what he is now so early in his career. But what I mean by he should have been gone after acquiring all these picks and doing nothing with them, who did he get there? Who came? Think about all the superstar in-season moves that take place. Paul George, why wasn't he there? You had plenty of capital to get him. Anthony Davis, why didn't you get him? You had plenty of capital to get him. You had several opportunities in Danny Ainge to get significant superstar talent in Boston and failed to do so. Now, don't get me wrong. Boston has been a competitive team year in and year out, but they have not yet, ever since Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and, and, and Kevin Garnett's finals team, they haven't been back since. They had one attempt in the Eastern Conference Finals, pushed Braun and that Cavs seat team to a game seven in their building. And of course, the Boston Celtics lost to the King. But what did Danny Ainge do? This man at one point had like 29 first round picks, another 12 second round picks. And the only thing he had to show for was some decent draft picks with Jalen Brown, who you didn't know he was going to turn into what he was. Jason Tatum, who's showing superstar DNA. Marcus Smart. And oh, you brought in Kimba Walker. And don't forget that you brought in Tristan Thompson. Oh, you brought in Gordon Hayward. Who did you bring in? Nobody. And henceforth, a ugly exit, in my opinion, for Danny Asia. Boston, faithful great. Then you let... Brad Stevens, who I question may have or should have been fired this year, but yet he gets promoted. Now, what has Brad Stevenson shown as a general manager? I mean, as a head coach, even even I don't even know if he was even allowed to make the draft picks or the free agent signings because he did. He brought in Gordon Hayward. He brought in Kimba Walker. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Kimba and he's shown effort, but Kimba hurt. He ain't healthy, ain't been healthy. And he wasn't healthy when he signed on the dotted line to come to Boston. So what makes you think that Brad Stevens, 
is going to come to the general manager spot and change life in Boston. In my opinion, if I was the owner of the Boston Celtics, I would just would have cleaned house on the sideline with the coaching staff and upstairs in the front office. But yet, you brought up Brad Stevens and named him general manager without even going on the search. Not even going on the search. So good luck to the Boston Celtics faithful. Luckily, you got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown locked up for the next three to four years because I got a small hunch. If they weren't offered the money they was offered, you might not have had nothing. And you might be uh, in the top 10 of the NBA lottery for the next five years, but you don't have to worry about that because at best, the Boston Celtics would be, what, a fifth seed? Boston's not attractive. Tatum's a great young player, but I'm going to go play with Luka before I play with Tatum. That's just my opinion. So let's watch this Boston Celtics um, uh, story closely because it was mind-boggling. I didn't understand it, um, but hey, maybe they know more than I know. I guess we have to wait and see if they do. All right, man, so we're going to go ahead and kick off the show. We're going to get in here. We're going to call Black Man. Like I said, we've got a few things to talk about. We're going to talk about this Mayweather and Logan Paul fight. We're going to talk about some NBA playoffs. Um, we're also going to discuss Julio Jones being traded to the Tennessee Titans. And, um, you know, we're just going to cap it off right there. So, like I said, a condensed show, about an hour, a little over an hour. And, uh, like I said, I'm in studio alone today. Black will be back next week. But we're going to go ahead and get Black on the phone and see what my guy got going on. Yo. Black. What's up, man? What's going on with you, sir? Nothing too much, man. Just got through watching that game. For sure, for sure, for sure. Everything going all right today? Yeah, yeah, everything going all right, man. All right, 10-4. All right, Black Man, so uh, let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to do some rapid-fire sports topics today, um, and we're just going to go down this list. So we're going to start with this, uh, this wannabe mega fight that's taking place tonight. Um, <laughs> this, this, this charade... This circus, this foolishness, as I feel about it. I know you feel different about it, Black. But let's just go ahead and talk about it. We got pound for pound, probably the greatest of all time, Floyd Money Mayweather. Never took a loss professionally. He will be competing in an exhibition fight tonight against YouTube sensation Logan Paul. I'm going to say that again, Black. Pound for pound, greatest of all time. Floyd Money Mayweather is about to step into the ring tonight to take on YouTube star Logan Paul. Now, Black, I'm going to give my sentiments after you, but I want you to convince me and our listeners, Black, because by the time they hear this, the fight probably would have been happening, been over with. But I want you to convince us, Black, why does this make sense for the sport of boxing? Um, I'm not going to say that this fight makes makes sense for the sport of boxing. It's just, it's, it's Floyd Mayweather. And we know whenever he's into something, <laughs> the boxing world is going to stop and watch, you know? So that's why I, I wouldn't say for the boxing, uh, boxing in the whole, this is good for boxing, but the boxing world is going to stop and watch this tonight. Being the, it being the exhibition and everything. Um, will it be, would it be entertaining? Good fight. I don't think so. I don't, Really think it's going to be nothing exciting to watch uh, with him him fighting Logan Paul, but um, yeah, man, 
that's pretty much what it is. You know, the world is going to stop to watch Floyd no matter what he's doing. So you're you going to see uh, pay-per-view ratings through the roof. People people going to spend money. Miami going to make money this weekend. It's just Floyd. Floyd been We've been seeing Floyd do it since he's been on top. Ever since he, after he fought Oscar De La Hoya when he was boxing, he's been the guy. And he's, so, he's still the guy, as he said in the interview yesterday. He was like, I'm, I am, but he's boxing. That's what he is, and he's retired because people are going to pay attention to Floyd Mayweather. Okay. So you gave that nice and just, uh, I guess, healthy description of what's taking place tonight. But let's go ahead and get a little down and dirty, Black. This is garbage. <laughs> this is foolishness. <laughs> and this is why I say so. Now, Black, if it was up to you, we would talk about boxing here on the sports desk every single week, correct? Yeah, we were. But instead of us talking about boxing in a healthy way every single week, we're having a pause for exhibition. Now, is this better? <laughs> is this better than uh, Roy Jones versus Mike Tyson? No, even though that was a joke. Was this better than Logan's little brother Jake knocking out Nate Robinson? Of course not. Of course not. This is worse. This mm. is the most decorated boxer of our generation in Miami, Florida, in a sold-out arena, most likely. However many tickets were available, I'm pretty sure all those tickets are gone. <laughs> Taking on a YouTube kid. And for what? And don't answer that for me, Black, because I know it's for the money. Yeah. But let me ask you this, and I'm going to keep it real with you, Black, and I know you ain't even going to expect this from your homeboy. <laughs> I hope Logan Paul knocks out Floyd Mayweather tonight. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I'm dead serious. You know why you, I'm going to tell you why. You know why you, you know I'm going to tell you why. I want to tell you okay. why. Because when you mess with the sporting gods, when you mess with the purity of sports, when you get to the highest of the heights of Floyd Mayweather Jr., as he has, Floyd Mayweather could have came back and fought me or you and made $100 million black, and you know that to be true, right? Yeah, of course. Floyd Mayweather could have came back and fought Adrian Bronner and made $100 million. But who did Floyd decide to come back to? Logan Paul. He came back to Logan Paul to try to make a couple of free dollars. But Logan Paul ain't playing around tonight. Not only is Logan Paul going to get paid, but he also has the opportunity of a lifetime. And you want to know what that opportunity is? To say that he was the nobody that knocked out Floyd Mayweather. Logan Paul is coming at 190 pounds versus Floyd Mayweather that is coming in at 155 pounds. Now, you know math and physics just like I do, Black. A 190-pound man hit harder than a 155-pound man, correct? Correct. But I know what you're going to tell me, Black, and I'm going to let you take it from here. He got to catch him <laughs> first, right? Pretty much. <laughs> you got to catch him first, right? <laughs> so, much. Black, what if the unthinkable happens tonight? 
What if at some point tonight, Logan Paul connects with an uppercut and drops Floyd Mayweather? It could happen. It could happen. I'm not going to sit here and say it, it's, it. It could not happen, but it's boxing. But Floyd Mayweather, people have to realize this is a guy who always stays in shape, always in gym training when not fighting. So this is something like he ain't been sitting on a couch finna get up and fight Logan Paul. No. Okay. We see it every day on Instagram with him before this fight was announced. Even when this fight wasn't in existence, Floyd Mayweather trains, runs, cardio up. He's he stays in shape. So mm-hmm. I would be I'll be very shocked if Floyd lost. But like you said, like that weight difference, that's that's a big weight difference. But um we're gonna see what happened, man. We're going to see what happened with this fight. I hope Floyd don't lose. It's kind of shocking to hear you say that because you're one of the biggest Floyd fans that I know and been for a very long time. So to hear you say you want to see him get knocked out or get beat, it's kind of shocking because I thought I would never hear those words come out of your mouth. Well, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. I'm just disgusted at the event. I'm disgusted. That's why. This is a waste of my time tonight. It's a Sunday evening. And Floyd Mayweather's walking out to the ring to fight a YouTube star. <laughs> that don't sit well with me. Yeah. That doesn't sit well. And to keep it real, a lot of people who me and you know, a lot of the Twitter world, a lot of people are laughing at this tonight. Now, like you they said, are. now, like you said, like are people all- going to tune in? Of course they are. Are people going to watch? Of course they are. But Black, let's call it what it really is, man. This is a complete joke. Joke. <laughs> I ain't gonna agree with you there, bro. I'm not gonna say it's a joke. It's, why not? It's, Tell me why it's, it's not it's, a joke. It's it's, it's Tell it's me why. Entertainment. It's it's boxing. It's combat sports. I don't anything anything with that we could call a joke. We call we call Roy Jones and Mike Tyson a joke, but it in some way end up really being a interesting fight to watch. Okay. Seeing Logan seeing Logan Paul knock out Nate Robinson Nate Robinson and Ben Askren was really exciting. It may have not been the most attractive thing, but we got a lot of laughs and use and stuff from, from those fights on our show. So mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to be entertained. Mm-hmm. I can understand it's a joke because it's a YouTuber fighting Floyd Mayweather like wow, but you know, Jake Paul don't see himself as such. So we 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 gonna see we're gonna see what happen gonna happen here. But I'm going to be watching because overall I think this is a pretty good little card they put together. You have two regular sanctioned boxing matches on this card with two great fathers and and uh Badu Jack and <clears throat> Jared Hurd. You know, those guys are going to be fighting tonight. It's going to be very exciting to see what they can do in their matches. And you also got Chad Ochocinco fighting a bare knuckle guy uh on this card as well. Just something else exciting. People wanna see if Chad got something or People are going to laugh when Chaz goes to sleep. And, you know, people people are going to tune in just for these type of moments because I know for a fact the sports desks are going to use something if something uh, outrageous happens in any of in any of these two exhibition fights, the one between Chad and who he's fighting, the one between with Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. So that's why it's so exciting to me and interesting. I'm a boxing guy. I'm going to watch regardless. So. I'm excited about this card. Well, you know what, Black? That's why me and you are two different people. And that's why our <laughs> listeners enjoy the fact that, you know, I have my opinion and you have yours. 
But let's not get away from this real quick. Let's talk about Chad Johnson versus Brian Maxwell from the Bare okay. Knuckle Fighting League. Black, what's going to happen in this fight? What's going to happen, Black? Man, D, uh, listen to me, man. What's going to happen? <laughs> I don't, I hate to say, I hate to see my man Chad get put to sleep, but by God. By God. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the weigh-ins yesterday and, uh, what's his what's his name? Brian Will Brian Williams? What's no what's his name? Uh, Brian Maxwell. Brian Maxwell looks like he is in, he is in tip top shape for this fight. <clears throat> Chad looks like he had a he had trouble with the weight cut, you know, and everything. He said he lost twenty pounds over the little time that he was training. That's a lot of weight for a guy who walks walks around over two hundred pounds. So yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting to not interesting to watch. They say the dude Brian Maxwell is 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 pretty decent in the bare knuckle fight game. So we could potentially see Chad going to sleep. I don't want to see it, but it's boxing. When you when you step in there, you taking the chance on something you never did before. We seen what happens. We seen it from Nate Robinson. We seen it from Ben Askren. You usually go to sleep and you go to sleep in in uh in very embarrassing fashion. So that's what we could be seeing in this in this matchup with those two. Chad Johnson is a great athlete. Chad Johnson was one of the better wide receivers of our generation. Chad Johnson is to be respected as an athlete. Confidence through the roof. Every time you see Chad Johnson talk about anything, he exudes confidence. He exudes just alpha male mentality. But just like Nate Robinson was a fantastic athlete, he got put to sleep devastatingly. <laughs> by a YouTuber. Just, by, just like Ben Askren <laughs> was a great athlete, professional MMA fighter who could not throw an overhand right if his life depended on it. He went to sleep. And now Chad Johnson, who caught footballs for a living, thinks he's going to get in the ring with only three months of training and fight a man who's been training to do this his entire life? <laughs> Black, I hate to say it, but Chad Johnson is going into a coma sleep tonight. <laughs> now, if I'm wrong about that, if I'm wrong about that and me and you are wrong about that, I'm pretty sure we'll come on a, hell, we might even do a special edition tomorrow. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm telling you we are. If y'all listen to this episode right now, listeners, if Chad Johnson wins this fight, me and Black will be putting out a special edition on Monday. You can book it. You can guarantee you're going to get that episode. Well, my boy, we're going to get to see early because he's the first fight tonight. So yes, he is. And this card is getting ready to start. <laughs> so like you said, Black, is it entertaining purposes? Yeah, man. It's, it's entertaining for a Sunday night. The NBA even yeah. gave him uh, uh, the stage tonight. Ain't no NBA playoff games tonight. So exactly. the, the NBA cleared out the way for this foolishness. Yeah, and that's 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 and that you, that's all because of Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I that's guess all because of Floyd Mayweather. And I guess, like I like 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 I said, like you, you're probably not the only one to think this is just hilarious. And oh, everybody does. Be, be happening, but people are going to tune in. Yeah, everybody Floyd does. Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather is is fighting. He's doing something like. All you see on Twitter and Instagram is stuff going on in Miami. People in Miami getting ready to go to this fight. Yeah, a sold out, 
almost a what a sold out crowd or whatever. Yeah, they all the tickets. Percentage of people. Yeah, they're gonna have for the number of people they're gonna have. They sold out all the tickets for this. So sure, it's gonna it's 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 it's, it's entertainment, and that's what floors do. When Floyd on something, when his name on something, you gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna stop and pay attention to that, regardless of who the opponent is. Yeah, of you course. Watch. So we'll see how it goes down. This fight is getting ready to take. This card is about to begin in less than an hour. Well, at an hour. Like I said, me and Black are recording on this Sunday evening, so it's about 7 o'clock. So this card is about to pick off, so we're just giving our pre-thoughts. So by the time y'all hear this show, the fight card would have had already taken place. But if anything crazy goes down, me and Black would definitely be giving you a special edition episode on Monday. So just, just stay tuned. <laughs> we'll put the tweets out beforehand and let y'all know that y'all are going to get a special edition. But I'm willing to bet that you won't be getting a special edition at all after this card is complete. All right? All right, Black, let's go ahead and switch speeds, man. We had some big blockbuster news take place in the National Football League today. Uh, Julio Jones. Julio Jones was traded from the Atlanta Falcons to the Tennessee Titans. The Falcons will get a 2022 second-round pick, a 2023 fourth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick in 2023 uh, for Julio Jones. Tennessee Titans giving that up. They'll be receiving uh, Julio Jones um, on their team this year in Tennessee. Black, initial thoughts. Julio being traded to Tennessee. Um, what do you think about it, man? Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They're clearly going to win the, the AFC South with that addition. <laughs> so, and I hate to say it, man, because I thought my Jazz could have a shot at it if they, yeah. depending on how Urban Meyer and you know Trevor come out this year, and uh, and some of the things that uh, we said we we need to see from the Jaguars or what Trevor Lawrence needs to do in his first year to get to see if they could get the Jaguars over the hump. But man, the addition of Julio to to the Titans, man, is just crazy you are you add him to already a juggernaut with uh with big hand yeah and then you got a, a brown on the outside you know and them them losing uh <clears throat> that tight end to i can't think of his name off the top of my head the tight end that left there and went to uh jadon smith them losing jadon smith john new smith to new england julio jones makes up for that so Man, it's going to it's going to be crazy to uh to watch them this season, and they're going up against a lot of the big boys this year. They got they got the Chiefs, they got uh, the Bucks, so it's going to be interesting to watch these games, man. Because Tennessee is loaded, and Ryan Tannehill got to be the happiest quarterback behind uh behind Tom Brady in the NFL right now. Yeah, he has to he has to be because. This thing is just going to open up, and Big Hen might rush for three thousand yards behind. This <laughs> you can't just load the box on Big Hen no more, right? And then we've seen Ryan Tannehill, a throw of the football, and can read defenses. He's going to pick you apart if right. you don't if you don't adjust. So Julio got to a team where he has a quarterback who can get the ball downfield, get the ball to him, and um, AJ Brown. We could be saying something special here, D. I think it's going to be a big deal, man, with the with these guys. I want to see how far they can. I want to see how far they can take this because at the end of the day, they still gonna ride the heels of Big Hen, you know, like they always do. But man, just this this error, this error attack they just adding with Julio Jones is gonna be crazy and very exciting to watch. Yeah, I agree. I think this was a huge win for Tennessee. Tennessee's just been missing that big play, deep threat. Super freak athlete. 
And although A.J. Brown is a very good wide receiver and commands a lot of attention, when you put Julio Jones next to him and Big Hen behind that stout offensive line, I mean, my God, now this thing is going to turn into a pick-your-poison type offense. Now, a lot of this is going to be resting on the shoulders of Ryan Tannehill. Now, we've seen yep. Tannehill the year before last have a really good year with minimum talent on the offensive uh, front. And he got paid for it. Tennessee ended up paying him. So when you add this explosive weapon and we just pray to God that Julio can stay healthy, just stay healthy and be on the field. And we can get a healthy Julio out here with Brown, big hand, Tannehill, a stout offensive line and a very good head coach. Very good head coach, man. Tennessee could be in business once again getting back to the AFC Championship game this year. This is yeah. a move. This is a move that puts them up in the top 5 of the AFC this year. Of course you got mm-hmm. your Chiefs, you got your Browns, you got your your your, your Ravens. Um um I can't think of any other teams that the, the the Bills. The Bills and the, you know it's this is these guys are going to be right in the mix. And if Julio Jones can get a connection with Ryan Tannehill, I mean, my God, this could be a huge year for A.J. Brown. He's going to get one-on-ones now. He's getting one-on-ones. Because now the defense is going to be either A, loading the box on Big Ken, or B, doubling down on Julio. So we could be seeing significant, a significant season from A.J. Brown. This fits. I would have loved to see Julio somewhere else. I can't lie because of the Jags. But, hey, you know, the Titans got it done. They gave up. They didn't even have to give up the farm for uh, Julio Jones. They didn't have they to do did, that. No, a second and a fourth. Yeah, they didn't have to give up the farm. So this is a great accusation by the Titans. Big day to be a Tennessee Titans fan. But, you know, can Julio Jones stay healthy? Hey, we're just going to have to wait and see. But you know how it goes. When a player gets traded somewhere else and they got a fresh start, they tend to have a pretty good uh, first season in their new spot. So we'll have to see how that works out. All right. Anything else on that yeah. black? Yeah, man. I just um <laughs> I really and then looking at from you know Julio on, on, on Twitter and everything and looking at videos of him working out, he looks strong, he look he looks healthy, you know. I, <clears throat> and you gotta realize something. This is a guy who's not gonna take a beating like he did in Atlanta. Right. We we knew that he was the number one option. In Atlanta all the time, but he don't have. He's not going to come to Tennessee and be the number one option right away. So, you know, you could see something with Julio. I really think you could see something with Julio where you know he does what he's supposed to do. He paces himself during the year, but when when it's time to really turn it on, get into them playoffs, the end of the I mean the end of the year into the playoffs and competition, you might just see him take off, man. Because I believe we're gonna see a healthy Julio the entire year because. Tennessee has so much more you have to worry about. Like you can't, you can't double Julio anymore. or leave a safety over the top over there, Julio. You can't do that because AJ Green. I mean, uh, <laughs> I AJ mean, Brown. AJ Brown's going to kill you. AJ Brown's going to kill you. We talking about a young, good receiver, up and coming receiver in this league. You know, uh, he this kid has had over a thousand yards both years. He didn't been in the league. You know, and not playing with nobody else on the other side. And now you put Julio over there, man. This could be this could be something definitely gonna we definitely gonna be watching out for this one, D. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So we'll keep our eyes closed. The season is on its way. The season is getting ready to start very, very soon. Tennessee Titans got better. 
They got better. Poor Matt Ryan, boy. Matt Ryan, you should have got it there when you had the chance. Got it when you had the chance. Because now you're sitting yeah, there with a lot of young players and you don't have a shot to go even near the playoffs or the Super Bowl in your final two years of your yeah. deal. So everybody send a prayer for Matt Ryan tonight. Yeah, he definitely he 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 got some he got some nice talent over there, but man, he ain't got no Julio no more. Nah. Cal he got Kyle Pitts, but you know, we don't Kyle Pitts, we don't know exactly what he's gonna do. You still got uh Ridley over there. You know, he they got a nice few nice little guys, but it, yeah. losing Julio is a big deal. But like you said, praise prayers up, man. Uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan, this this could be, could we potentially be seeing him his last year in Atlanta. It should be know, how this year go. It should be. You know, it's it a should be loss for him. I know. I know he's probably looking today like, dang, you know, Julio gone. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> of course yeah. he is. Okay. All right, man, we're going to move along. Um, Out of that, we're going to get right into the NBA playoffs. Uh, Like I said, when I first started the show, appreciate everybody who listened to our Lakers uh, special that we dropped this past Friday. Uh, It's kind of bittersweet that we're not opening up this segment talking about uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. And to keep it real with you, I mean, since the existence of the sports desk, we've always opened up with the Lakers. We've always opened up with the Lakers. But unfortunately, today, that is not happening. That is not happening. We have to move on to the guys who are still playing. So, Black, let's go ahead and get into Game 7. Clippers, Mavs, today on ABC at 3.30. Clippers getting the win, 126-111. They advance to face the Utah Jazz coming up on Tuesday night. Let's get right into the game, Black. What did you see and what were your takeaways from Game 7? Oh, man, game was very, very good game. Uh, I was able to see... A young up and coming kid and Luka Dockage, man, just take over a first half in this game, man, was crazy. Like the kid had what thirty going into halftime, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, it was uh, tick for tack, back and forth in the first half. But you seen you seen culture come into play in the second half with Ty Lu. You know, he adjusted. You know, he 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 adjusted, and <clears throat> you seen everybody from the Clippers, man, step up. You know, at at first you had uh. A few guys step up off the bench, but then everybody else start uh, pointing in, like Luke Kennard and um, the guy, the young guy from Florida State. I always yeah, Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann. Like, those guys start stepping in. And and then the, uh, the Morris twin, I mean, he was on fire, man. He was on fire. Yeah, 23 points. Three. So, they basically, <laughs> in, in, in the second half, they basically ran uh, the Mavs out the gym, man. And Luca can only do so much, man, with it just being him. Luca needs some help, man. I was rooting for the Mavs to get this one, but they didn't. So, um, yeah, man, Clippers, Clippers move on to the next round to face Utah. But very uh, entertaining basketball game. Good job by Ty Lue and those guys to adjust and get the Mavs up out of here, man, and move on. Uh, poor Zingas, it's time to go. I'm just going to say that. It's time to go. They need to do something. Poor Zingas cannot no longer be with the Dallas Mavericks because to make all that money he's making, and not even bother to show up. Luca needs I mean, some yeah, help, 16 man. and 11. Luka, yeah, 16 and 11. That's not good. That's not going to cut it, bro. I'm not I'm not pleased by that stat line from him, but Okay. Luca needs some help, man, and I know hopefully Dallas could find some way to get this kid some help because he's a talent that we need to see in the playoffs. You don't want to see him be one of the ones who always getting bumped in the first round year in and year out. So, hopefully Dallas can get that right, but uh 
Shout out to the Clippers moving on, man, to face Utah. Yeah, this game was about uh, the bench play. I tweeted this out during the first quarter of the game when Kawhi and Luka were going blow for blow. This is going to come down to the bench, and this is exactly what happened. If you look at the Mavs starting five, everybody was in double figures today. Tim Hardaway Jr., Magnanovic, Finney Smith, Christoph Porzingis, they were all in double figures. Luka Doncic, of course, leading the way with 46. But the bench gave you nothing. The bench had a whopping six points. Six. Mm-mm-mm. A whopping six points. The Clippers, these boys showed out. Of course, you had Kawhi. Kawhi, I, I really appreciated Kawhi Leonard today because he, 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 he ignited his team. He set the tone for his team in the first quarter. Kawhi finished it with 28. Marcus Morris fed off of that. Batum fed off of that. Dredgy Jackson fed off that. Terrence Mann showed up for a second-year kid. He showed up today. Luke Kennard showed up today. They ran off the energy of their leader. Paul George gave you another 22. Like, the, the, of course, they were at home. And funny, no one had won a home game in this series until today with the Clippers. But Kawhi mm-hmm. set the tone. And then going into the half, Kawhi scored 14 in the first. He scored nothing in the second. And then he picked up in the third. But Kawhi took Luka Doncic the rest of the way. Yeah, he did. He, he, even though Lucas scored 46, don't get me wrong, Lucas showed out today and played a hell of a game. Lucas worked hard for every one of them 46. Yeah, he he worked hard for everyone, and, and, and Kawhi did what he could do to slow him down. And you know what? When he slowed him down in the second half, Lucas didn't have a good third quarter. He did it. He didn't have a good third quarter, and that was the difference between the Mavericks staying in this game, going off Luka's energy because they got nothing from their bench. And by that time, the Clippers were up 15 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> they were up 15 in the quarter. Marcus Moore, Moore sniper shooting today. Great defense from the Clippers in the second half. Ty Lue adjusting, like you said earlier, Black. Ty Lue just adjusting to calming the, the Mavericks down offensively. He did a very good job of that. And as a result, the Clippers are moving on. Now, I'm going to keep it real. I despise the Clippers. I hate the Clippers. Now, even though I love PG, I'm a PG fan. I like Paul George's game. I don't think he's this alpha dog LeBron, uh, Steph Curry type player that the media tried to make him out to be only a few years back. But he's a very nice player. I respect Kawhi Leonard. I appreciate the nastiness and the dogness from Marcus Morris. And I'm a fan of Ty Lue. I just hate the Clippers. So it's a bad timing for me. I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> the Clippers yeah. are going to go to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. going to see if they, if they get a look, chance to meet the This is the year. I feel you on that. But listen, <laughs> the, the Clippers are a terrible matchup for the Suns. You want to know why? Because Kawhi and PG can take turns on Young Book. Yeah, they can. And the Lakers ain't had nobody to take turns on Young Book. They didn't. That's going to be the difference. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm rooting for the Phoenix Suns to make it to the NBA Finals, but I got to keep it real. The the Clippers going to beat the Jazz in six games. They're going to beat them in six. I said that, too. They're going to beat them. I said that in our group text that they're going to beat them in six. And And I agree with you. They could easily get back to the NBA Finals. Is that something I won't know? Because... I don't want to see Kawhi get another ring. I don't want to even see Kevin Durant get another ring because it's going to then be a conversation on how close are they closing on LeBron James. Yeah, of course. But, you know, it, that come, like you said, a lot of that stuff come with the territory. Yeah, it come with so it. It come it with really it. Ain't, you know, 
Especially if Kawhi win. If Kawhi win and get another MVP, oh man. Dear God. All this all this hoo ha gonna start right back up. But he in the position this basically like you said, he probably just got through his toughest matchup in the playoffs. He probably did. They probably got through their toughest playoff in the matchup because Utah, you really only have to worry about uh Donovan Mitchell and Well, well, they are a very good shooting team. <laughs> they They're are. very good. They are. They one of the well-rounded teams in the NBA. They are. They are. Kawhi, like you said, Kawhi and uh, PG are going to take turns on Donovan Mitchell, and just if if they lose, they're going to go down swinging with everybody else beating them. So um, that's I think that's going to be the formula for that. But I just don't see Utah having enough to get this series to seven games. So that's why I picked the Clippers to win this in six. Yeah. Don't 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 get me wrong. If Utah beats the Clippers, would I be shocked? No, I won't be shocked. This team has been very good all year. Quinn Snyder's done an excellent job with this team coaching them. They got, you know, back-to-back defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. They have sniper shooters. They got the sixth man of the year, Jordan Clarkson. And they have a budding superstar in Donovan Mitchell. And we've seen what Donovan Mitchell did in the bubble last year against the Nuggets. And we've seen what he did to get rid of the hot Memphis Grizzlies. Let's call the Memphis Grizzlies came into this playoffs hot. Yeah, they did. They won game one. Well, guess what? Donovan Mitchell didn't play game one. So games two through five, Donovan Mitchell played and they did not lose. So Donovan <laughs> Mitchell has not lost a game in his playoffs. Now I think this is going to be a competitive series. I just think the Clippers win a lot of these games against Utah late. Just late. I think I just think the experience. Kawhi, PG, I just think they get it done late. They just get it done late, and they win this series in six games. And then, like you said, Black, and you know me, and you feel the same way. Do I want to see the Clippers go to the finals? No. But got to keep it real at all times. This team has no business not making the NBA Finals. They don't. They don't. So we'll see how it goes. But back to game seven, valiant effort from the Mavs. Luca is a superstar. We need Luca got to get another guy who gonna bang with him. Kristaps Porzingis is not. He is a third or fourth best player on the team now. Can Kristaps contribute? Yes, he can. But you can't be the highest paid player on the team and give me sixteen. Exactly. And that was Say the that difference again. today. PG Say giving you twenty two. Kawhi <laughs> giving you twenty eight. Luca gave you forty six, and then his second man gave him sixteen. Wow. That can't be the case. So, look, somebody put on Twitter, and I don't know how I really feel about this, but, man, could the Dallas Mavericks package up something and get Dame Lillard to Dallas? Mm. Dame Lillard to Dallas, Luka, and Dame coming to your building. Good God. That's 100 points right there. Yeah. But they need... (laughs) They need they need a little more than just Dame though, you know. I understand, but they got I some nice they, pieces though. But that's a nice. But I, hey, that's man. It's a lot of people that want Dame next season. It's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. want we want it. We want him in L.A. But sure. I'm gonna get him. I think it's a very thin, slim chance to none that the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers get Dame Lillard. But sure, sure. Him and him and um, him and um, uh, Luca together. That would be something very spectacular, but Explosive. I think add some some really good pieces around them too to help them out. Yeah, they. I think Dallas got to look at the defensive side as well. They don't really have too many defensive uh, perimeter players. Tim Hardaway Jr. plays some really solid 
uh, defense, but a name to keep an eye on. Marcus Smart could be on the move from Boston. Marcus Smart being out there in Dallas, I think he would fit out there. I think Marcus Smart would fit out there in Dallas just for some defensive tenacity that they would need. Because late in that game against uh, the Clippers, they just didn't get a stop. They couldn't get a stop. And if you got a guy like Marcus Smart from Boston, that would give you a really good chance to get a, a, a stop late in the game. And Rick Carlisle got to be better, too. And I'm a fan of Rick Carlisle. Is, was it a point that Rick Carlisle couldn't adjust or was the roster limited? Now, Freddie Bricks uh, was calling for Rick Carlisle's job. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Bricks was calling for Rick Carlisle's job. But I don't think that's I don't think that's the case uh, that yeah. needs to be done with Rick Carlisle. You got to look at he that roster. Just limited. Huh? He was just limited. Yeah, he was he limited roster-wise. Yes. Yes. He was limited yeah, roster-wise. And, and 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 I'm sitting here thinking about that uh uh that's Marcus Smart thing, man. And, and and you know what, D, you made a perfect point with him ending up in Dallas. And I seen that somewhere else too on Twitter. Somebody tweeted like, man, wouldn't it be crazy if uh if Marcus Smart could end up in Dallas? Yeah. And he's from Dallas, so you know there's gonna be a place that he looks Oh, at. that's right. That's he's right. From, he's from he's from Dallas, Texas. So right. you know that that's going to be a place or, or a team that looks at, at him because he's going to bring it defensively. I don't yeah, really no know how much, how consistent he can be on the offensive side, but that could be something defensively that helped Dallas. Cause let's just keep it. Let's just keep it 100, man. Dallas is trash uh, defensively, man. Oh yeah. They're trash. They're not the best defensive team in the NBA. So no. adding a guy like Marcus Smart may be a, a nice move that the, uh, the, that that the Dallas Mavericks may need to look at in the uh, free agency. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That'll be something that uh, you know we'll keep a close eye on. But yeah, um, Luca, uh, excellent display once again. His first two years in the playoffs have all been against the Clippers, and uh, look forward to see what Luca brings us next year. You know, Luca's not going to stop, but Dallas got to get us some help, and we'll see how that goes. Clippers moving on. To face the Utah Jazz. All right, Black, let's get into the second round, man. Game one of the Philadelphia 76ers and the Atlanta Hawks took place today. And Black, before we get started, my God, Trey Young. My <laughs> God, Trey Young. This young fella has been out of his mind again today, 35 and 10. And it looked like the game was going to be a complete rout in Philadelphia. Shout out to the Sixers for battling back, getting that game close. But Trey Young was not having it. Black, how impressed are you with Trey Young in these playoffs? Man, and <laughs> somebody said on Twitter, boy, they said y'all might have made a mistake letting Young Trey in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that was Freddie Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Freddie did say that. But yeah, man, the stuff that he's doing is crazy. But not not on not only that, not only him. D, we know Trey Young, he's the guy for Atlanta. But listen to this, man. Bogey gave you twenty one points. Yes, he did. This, this kid Collins is somebody we really don't talk about a lot, and he throwed in he throwed in twenty one points too. Great young you player. So I'm like, God, Lee. And then you got then you got uh fifteen on from off the bench from one player in the. Uh, other shooter they have, uh, Hooter. Hooter, Hooter. Yeah, you got 15 from him. So these guys, these starting five guys are all coming along, led by Trey Young. But Bogey and then Collins, man, these guys are balling right along with Trey Young. Yeah, man. Doing their job and doing what they need to do 
uh well. Yeah, man. Like, the, you said you said it, D. Could this be something that could the could Atlanta be the team that knocked Philly out? We could we could be seeing it. They have just won the game that they needed to win. Yeah. It's going to be hard to beat Atlanta in Atlanta. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult because those guys, they use their crowd. It's going to be packed to the Raptors. Raptors, Trey Young going to be ready to rock and roll. Like, Trey Young may average this in this year. He may average 35 in this he series. He may. If Ben Simmons don't tighten up, he going to average 35 in this series, man. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> great performance, all-around performance, man, from, from them starting five and – and the bench and uh the bench players too as well, man. They get, got the job done. Done uh, a little surge from from Philly late, but still, still very impressed with what Atlanta did. Yeah, man. Um, wow. Where do I begin? First of all, coming into the game, I love the way Trey Young is just embracing this villain role on the road. Out of all the players in the NBA round playoff time, Trey Young was the player that I least expected to get this kind of reaction and in, 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 in uh on the road. I mean, LeBron don't even get booed like this. Kevin Durant, <laughs> Kevin Durant not getting booed like this on the road. I mean, did you hear that crowd in Philly today? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. they were on top of this kid coming off what he went through in New York. I love this kid, Trey. I, you know what, Black? I became a real big fan today of Trey Young. Yeah. He on my list, man. He on my list, man. He And look, who would have thought on draft night, and we're going to talk about this at another time, but on draft night when Luka and Trey flopped teams and Trey hmm. went to Atlanta and Luka went to Dallas, that both of these guys, now Luka has shown superstar DNA well before Trey, but let me tell you something. Trey in the second round. And Trey averaging 30 points and 10 assists in these playoffs. You got to start talking about Trey Young just like you talking about Luka Doncic. You got to. You have to. Because yep. of what we saw today. Because mm-hmm. of what we saw. The Atlanta Hawks. And I'm so tempted to do this, Black, because you know I picked Philly to get to the finals. <laughs> But I'm so tempted to go Hawks in seven. Oh, man. I'm so tempted, but I'm not going to do that. Because because this time around, Doc Rivers, he going to make some adjustments for Trey Young. Ben Simmons is going to have to take Trey from open to tip. It can't be Danny Green. It can't be Danny Green no more. I don't want to see Danny Green no more. On Trey Young because he cooked this man. Yeah, he did. He cooked this man. So all in all, valiant effort from Philly in Game One for them to come back like they did. I mean, my God. Yeah, they were down thirty points in the second quarter. Black. They were came back and got that thing close and end up losing one twenty eight to one twenty four. This is going to be a very good series, man. Yeah, this is gonna be once, very good. Yeah, I think once Embiid, you know, tighten up, which which he gonna respond. Oh yeah, for I sure. To, I expect Embiid to respond, but man, let me just say this about Trey. Who would have thought? Do you think about this? I don't know if you thought about this. Trey Young, his first appearance in the NBA playoffs, he he is literally playing basketball at two of the tough places to play ball at. Yeah, New York, 
and silly. And shining. The most dark heart fans you will ever meet. And shining. In New York and silly. And you don't think that this is a confidence booster for this kid? Of course. Dude, like, man, if I, if I can come here and show out and do the stuff I'm doing in these places, they ain't going to be able to stop me nowhere else. Of this course. This be a confidence booster for this kid. So this could be something to, to build on for Trey Young, man, playing in the places that he's playing at. For sure. This kid is a gamer. He's tough. He ain't going to back down. And he is shining Right now in these playoffs, man, Trey Young, man, give him his just due. Game two yeah. is going to be an interesting one because the Philadelphia 76ers, they got to win game two. And I think that they will. I'm going to go ahead and hedge my bets, and I'm going to think that Philly wins a close grind-out game because I, I got to think that Doc Rivers is right now making adjustments for Tuesday night uh, when they yeah. play a uh, game two. But this is going to be a back-and-forth yeah. series. Tough tight series but man i will not be stunned if trey young and the atlanta hawks led by nate mcmillan advance to the eastern conference finals black mm, that'll be something yes it would <laughs> yes it would all right black let's get into last night saturday night game one of the second round of the nba playoffs in the eastern conference the Brooklyn Nets winning 115 to 107, taking care of the Milwaukee Bucks. Black, let's jump right into it. First quarter, 46 seconds in, James Harden pulls up on that hamstring. He's been dealing with it all season. Well, well, not all season, but since he's been in Brooklyn. James leaves. He has to leave the arena. He goes get an MRI. James has already been ruled out for game two. So no James Harden game two. Black, at this moment, when you realize James Harden is not going to be able to return, do we not think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to steal game one? Uh, you think, oh, you automatically think they can steal game one. Right. You automatically, you automatically think that when you see James Harden going down and when we uh, did our predictions for these games, I said that he was my X factor for this game. So, I mean, for this, for this series uh, against Milwaukee, it's going yeah. to be all on James Harden, what he can do. But he's not in this series. No. At least not for the first two games. He's not. And we know how that hamstring go, bro. Mm-hmm. We know what happened with that hamstring. Tricky. You know, could could it, it can be very tri- tricky because the way he came up on it, he came up on it like he probably heard a heard a a, a pop or a pull or something like. Yeah, it was bad for them, for them to say automatically like that that he's a he's a no go for game two. It's going to be something close to look at, man, to see if he can come back for this series. It's, yeah, no there's doubt. There's a chance we won't see him in this series at all. No I doubt. Think could could potentially could potentially change this series. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I just penciled in Brooklyn winning game one when he went out. The Nets were at home. The crowd and the fans were deflated. You saw Durant frustrated. You saw Kyrie frustrated. But the one thing took place – that I had no one seen coming was by God, break Blake Griffin getting off. Yeah. Blake Griffin went stupid last night from three vintage dunks. Defense just just going tough on the defensive end. Blake Griffin was the reason why the why the Brooklyn Nets won this game. He was the reason. I mean, for him to pour in. Going to my stats right now, for Blake Griffin to pull in 18 points, 35 minutes, 14 rebounds? 
14 rebounds and adding on another four assists. I mean, just a fantastic display from Blake Griffin. Durant with 29, Kyrie with 25. You got James off the bench who's been a ball of energy for them giving you another 12. Joe Harris giving you 19. How did the Brooklyn Nets come together around around uh, Blake Griffin? I'll never know why. I'll never know why, but that was the case last night. Blake Griffin gave all he had, kept the energy in the building, and for what it's worth, the Brooklyn Nets, one game to nothing, got to be disappointed in the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm disappointed in Giannis. Even though he gave you 34, it was a non-meaningful 34. It wasn't wasn't a devastating 34 for Brooklyn. Brooke Lopez gave you 19. Holiday gave you 17. Chris Middleton got it. You got to be better. Chris Middleton was missing layups last night. <laughs> Point blank layups. You got to be better. You gave me 13 points last night in 36 minutes. That's not good enough. I said before this series started, yes, would Drew Holiday be an X factor? Of course, but Chris Middleton got an average 25 in this series. He do. And, and now with James Harden potentially not being available the rest of this series, it's going to be Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant against Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. That's the matchup that we're going to be watching. And I don't feel good about what Chris Middleton did yesterday. The bench really didn't give Milwaukee anything as well. So now this is a series where Milwaukee is set up to potentially take this series. But I can't lie to you, Black. I'm watching last night. I don't know if they can. I don't know if I don't know if they're even going to give Brooklyn a hard time due to the fact that it looks like Blake Griffin and crew are coming in with this energy that's going to stall out the Milwaukee Bucks. What do you think? Well, I'm not I'm not going I'm not going I'm not going to go that way just yet because we've seen in the games that they played all year D nip and tuck close close. Yeah. You know, Milwaukee winning uh uh the Nets winning. Yeah. It was back and forth, back and forth. I think the one thing that stopped Milwaukee from being in this game was no one could hit threes. No one could hit the long ball. Yeah. And Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Bucks are one of the better three point shooting teams. So if they make their shots, they in this game. So For sure. I think they just need to make adjustments, you know, and they got no they got no production at all from their bench. And I mean no production at all. You had like you said, you had Giannis with 34. Middleton, 13 points, that just ain't cutting it. You got 19 from Brooke Lopez, which is good. 17 from Drew Holiday, and P.J. Tucker only gave you seven points. So, But we know where most of his energy is going, guarding Kevin Durant. So he's not going to give you much on the offensive on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. But the, the bench has to be better than that. They, they got a whopping, what, uh, maybe a little over 25 points from the bench. That's not going to cut it against the Brooklyn Nets. No. Because – at any time, the game that you – like you said, Blake Griffin was the key to this game. Kevin Durant only had 29 points. Kyrie Irving only had 25 points. You know at some point in this series, one of them guys is going to take off and give you 40. For sure. You know, so I think if uh, defensively they need to adjust, I think uh, Drew Holiday needs to do a better job on Kyrie Irving. Don't let him get off so early. Like he like he did in the first half, because Kyrie got off early in the first half, even though he only scored what four or five more points after after halftime. Yeah, they did a but better job on him in the second 20, half. Yeah. He had 21 points in the first half, and then KD just came along in the second half. Him and Blake Griffin and basically took over this basketball game. Yeah. But they need to just tighten up defensively 
And the shooters need to knock down the, the open shots. They had open shots and they were missing them. Open shots. And yeah. they were missing them. So I think they adjust and and I think potentially think they could still game two in Brooklyn. They just they shooters just need to make shots, man. And Giannis just need to be Giannis. Like you said, he had 34, but it was it didn't it didn't mean like it meant anything. You know, so and then Giannis gotta realize, man, it's nobody inside that paint or on that floor for the Brooklyn Knicks that can stop you. Take the ball to the hole. Like him getting in getting in the paint and then passing it out. We don't need to see that. For sure. You need to be you need to be sure. This is the reason you at this point. You know, it's yeah. no one on that team that can stop you. Get in the paint, get fouled, go up with the ball strong, man, and get these baskets, man, and have an impact on this game. You had 34, but it won an impact for 34 points. So, but I think I think the Bucks uh, adjust. Uh, Bootenhoser, is that the coach name? Yeah, yeah, Bootenhoser. Yeah, I I think he should adjust and they should get this right. Shooters, they shooters make shots, and we could be we could potentially be going back one one to uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. I, I really wasn't trying to jump the gun, but I was just really disappointed in Milwaukee's uh, performance after James Harden went down. I just thought it was a missed opportunity. But this is even going to be a harder game to win because now the Nets know that Harden is not available. They know he's not available, and you got to think right from the rip, KD and Kyrie are going to be coming guns blazing to defend home court because they don't want to go to Milwaukee 1-1 with the potential of losing both games on the road and got to come back to Brooklyn for a game five down three games to one. So I just think it was a missed opportunity from Brooklyn. But like you said, Black, you know, you got to thank Budenholzer. The Bucks are a seasoned, experienced team. Giannis, former uh, back-to-back MVP, Drew Holiday, solid player. Chris Middleton, solid player. They play very good defense. You got to think they're going to be given a much uh, a much better effort on a, on Monday night to try to get this win. Yeah, D, one more thing. Yeah. Kyrie Irving, 45 minutes. Kevin Durant, 40 minutes. Yeah. Like, uh, we look, look like they're doing pretty good on the tank side. <laughs> yeah, it do. It do. But, you, you know, know so we're going to see as the series go, though. Yeah, yeah. 45 minutes, a big 40 minutes from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in this game. Yeah, they're going to have to grind this series. And we're going to really see how much Kevin Durant going to be able to hold up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I know that. And I know that's probably going to stay that way with the absence of uh, James Harden. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Kyrie and KD will play more minutes now that Harden is out. No doubt. No doubt. All right, Black, that's pretty much going to wrap up everything, man. You got anything before we get you out of here, man? We get ready to shut down this episode of the Sports Desk. Yeah, man, just want to say uh, I appreciate you, uh, my partner in crime. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, my guy. I uh, yes, appreciate sir. all the listeners, all the love and support. Uh, y'all look out. Uh, we're going to be on the what? Uh, what is it? The Sound of Duval? What is it? Yeah, gonna we're going to be on, on the Sound of, yeah, Sound of Duval yeah. radio, uh, 8 o'clock tonight. So by the time y'all hear this, that would already happen. But yeah, Sound of Duval happening tonight. The sports desk will be running from 8, uh, 8 uh, p.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah, and uh, man, the, the reaction we got from the special edition on the Lakers, man, it was amazing. Like, yes, yes. That reaction to that was amazing, man. So you know, I appreciate all the love and support that we get from our listeners and supporters. Shout out to uh, our, our sports correspondents, guys, Sid, Smooth, Rashad. Thank y'all guys, man, for putting in the effort, man, to be a part of this. We are, I really appreciate we really appreciate y'all, man. Yes, and, man, for we, sure. We go just keep putting out great shows for y'all, man, and keep on moving up this ladder. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, Black Man, I'll be hitting you up shortly, bro. So, yay, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you in the studio next show. Yes, man. I'll be there. Love you, my boy. My boy. Yes. yes, sir, my guy. All right. Yo.
Yo. All right, man. So that was Black Man. Like I said, I just we want to give you guys a um, you know, a condensed show, do some rapid fire on some sports topics. Like I said, Black couldn't be in studio. He'll be back next week, man. So we was able to get out the some live topics that's going on in the sports world. And before I close out today's show, I just want to mention, I just want to uh uh take my time and talk about one last thing. So as we talked about earlier in the show, you got uh Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather uh getting ready to have an exhibition uh on this Sunday tonight. So by the time you hear this, that would have already happened. But something is now else on the horizon for the other Paul brother, Jake Paul. Jake Paul will be taking on Tyron Woodley. Uh, I think it's sometime this summer. I think they said it's in August or July or something like that. I don't really know, and I really don't care. Tyron Woodley is a former world champion in the UFC, welterweight world champion. He lost his title, and he hasn't won since. He was embarrassed by Kamar Usman, and he hasn't done anything since. As a matter of fact, the last four times we've seen Wooly, he's been embarrassed, beating badly, just outclassed. And now Tyron Wooly wants to wave the MMA flag. He uh, Ben Askren couldn't do such. Now Tyron Wooly thinks he's going to be the guy to get in to get in the ring and face Jake Paul and finally get rid of this YouTube sensation. Tyron Woodley, sir, you are now placed on notice. Now, a part of me thinks that Tyron Woodley has enough boxing skills to defeat Jake Paul. But something inside of me is telling me that Jake Paul is going to counter what I just said and defeat Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley, the weight of the combat sports world is on your shoulders, sir. If somehow, somewhere you get embarrassed by Jake Paul, you should do yourself a favor and leave the country. You should go to Brazil. You should go to Colombia. You should go to Canada. You should go to El Salvador. You should go somewhere where you can start your life over. Because, sir, if you get in this ring against Jake Paul and get embarrassed, you will never, ever, ever be able to live this down. Ever. So this is the type of pressure that you want to put on yourself. Cool. Cool, Tyrone. Because Jake Paul has nothing to lose. He's knocked out Ben Askren. He's knocked out Nate Robinson. He has the energy right now. He's riding the wave. Him and his brother are riding the wave. And if even if you sneak by and win and beat him by decision, that's not good enough, Tyrone Woodley. You need to decapitate this man. Knock him out cold. That's what you're going to have to do. Now, we know the Paul brothers, they train for real. They train for real like professional boxers. So I'm not going to dismiss them completely. But Tyrone Woodley is a former world champion in combat sports. And I'm going to hope that you look like one when you face this YouTube sensation in Jake Paul. Once again, Tyrone Woodley, you have been served and you have been put on notice by the combat faithful. Sir, if you lose this fight. Be prepared to pack yourself and your family up and move to another country never to be seen again in America. That's the proposition from the combat sports world to you, Tyron Woodley. Now, sir, it is up to you. 
All right, all right. That's going to be the end of this episode 121 of the Sports Desk. I'm your guy one more time, Desert L. Hicks Jr. Appreciate you guys listening in, uh, hearing me and Blackout as we went rapid fire with some sports topics around uh, around the sports world today. Be sure to uh, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. And um, um, you can catch the RL Sports Desk on uh, Instagram as well. Check me out, Desiree Hicks Jr. on Twitter and Instagram. Let's chop it up. Let's talk some sports. You never know what's going to happen in the sports world this week. You might get another special edition from me and Black this week as well. Shout out to everybody who shows, shows us support, all the retweets, all the likes, all the uh, people who press play on our episodes every week. We really, really appreciate that. Shout out to Reduce Lunch, the NPN Network. Um, just, 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 just appreciate all the support. Once again, I can't say it enough. So until next time, y'all be cool. Y'all be safe. Y'all take care of yourselves and we'll do it again soon. All right. Yes.